For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, that game was absolutely everything it needed to be, and then some. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling. I thank you so much for being here. I thank you for being a subscriber. I thank you for downloading. I thank you for listening, and if you've rated and reviewed the show, I greatly appreciate that. If you think we're worth that five-star review and you haven't left us one yet, please go do that. I promise it only takes a split second the kings get the win tonight uh, at the chase center against uh, the artist formerly known as the golden state warriors 100 to 79 a far cry from what we saw just a couple of nights ago against the new york knicks at the golden one center and i say a far cry only because it closed out significantly different the game actually started very much the same Uh, Kings opened up in the big league. I really, honestly, given the way that things went against the New York Knicks a couple of nights ago, I thought this game was over in the first quarter. When the Kings opened up, I think it was uh, 16, close to a 16-point lead. I thought, oh, yeah, they're not going to – this history is not going to repeat itself. We're in good shape. And then it wasn't. And then history started to repeat itself, and you saw that 16, 17-point lead get with it down to like six and four, and it's like, come on, man. Created a little distance before halftime. And then they really opened up things in the third quarter. And I think they pretty much cruised uh, the rest of the way. They outscored the Golden State Warriors 28-17 to there uh, in that third quarter. So the Kings win. And they win easily 100-79. to They're now 12-14. The Golden State Warriors fall to 5-23. It's unbelievable to say that and you just look at their un, I mean that team is just absolutely unrecognizable obviously Draymond Green is out there he played uh, 26 minutes Glenn Robinson Jr. Willie Cauley-Stein played 30 minutes uh, D'Angelo Russell's not not quite the score that I mean they were just non-existent tonight as a whole that was a tough game to sit through uh, that was brutal that had that was a tough game to sit through even if you were a Kings fan because quite honestly the Kings didn't play particularly well uh they shot the ball well they shot the ball at a 60 percent clip which is really amazing buddy healed bogdan bogdanovich and rashawn holmes they kind of led the way uh when it comes to the hot shooting for the sacramento kings even marvin bagley was seven of 13 just a, a slight fall off to where those other guys were but overall this wasn't pretty it felt like the kings made so for context purposes, I just told you that the the Kings shot 60%. Um, the Golden State Warriors, they shot 39. The Warriors shot 24% from three. The Kings shot 45. The Golden State Warriors shot 72% from the free throw line. The Kings shot 87%. So this was less about what the Kings did, and you, you never turn away from a victory. The fact is, the Kings won. Nothing else matters. Uh but this is uh, 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 less about what the Kings did and more about what the Golden State Warriors didn't. And there are a couple of statistics that you can look at and see that as just clear as day. 
the Kings turned the ball over 29 times. That's amazing. That is an amazing stat. I really didn't. Now, they, it was kind of like a late game touchdown here. Is the, the, they got that last turnover, you know, on the shot clock violation uh, there at the end of the game. But I wanted to see them get to 30 just because I, I, when, I don't remember the last time I, the, uh, I saw a team that have 30 turnovers. And I certainly don't remember the last time uh, a team had 30 turnovers and they won, particularly by 21 points. Uh, but this was, this, this was brutal. It was difficult to sit through. But this is exactly what the game should have been. This is exactly what the game should have been uh, for the Sacramento Kings. They had 27 assists tonight. They moved the ball really well, by the way. They moved the ball really well tonight. They look like a completely different team than they did against the New York Knicks a couple of nights ago. And it's, you know, this is one of the maddening things about the Kings is you look at them and you go, they're capable. In fact, not and not only are they 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 capable, they're extremely capable. And you were like, oh, gosh, man, guys, just you know, play. Why, why, why can't you play like this every night? Why can't they? Why can't four guys touch the ball every single possession? Well, you're not playing the Golden State Warriors every single night. Uh, specifically, you're not playing a team that's five and twenty-three every single night. Uh, a, a, a team with uh, you know a higher basketball IQ, a, a better basketball team is is going to limit their opponents and make things frustrating for them. The Golden State Warriors did not make things frustrating for the Sacramento Kings. It's why they shot 60%. It's why they were able to turn the ball over damn near 30 times and still win by the amount of points that they did. Uh, to give you the rundown here, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I mentioned earlier, he had 25 points, his shooting 9 of 11 shooting. Uh, six turnovers, though. Five assists, five rebounds for Bogdan Bogdanovich there. Marvin Bagley, 7 of 13. He played 22 minutes tonight. Uh, six rebounds to go along with his 17 points. I mentioned Buddy Heald was shooting the ball well. He was 8 of 11, 19 points for Buddy Harrison Barnes. Uh, didn't particularly shoot the ball very well, but uh, he was the only one who was, uh, he was he was making an effort to get to the foul line. Uh, he was uh, 4 of 4 there. So 15 points uh, for Harrison Barnes to go along with his 3 assists and 5 rebounds. Um, Rashawn Holmes and... Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich led the way with turnovers. <laughs> Those guys were just kind of chugging the ball all over the place. Rashawn Holmes, you got that's kind of par for the course. Not necessarily turnovers. Remember, he 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 just he plays with so much energy. Sometimes that stuff happens, and I feel like at some point, everything that makes Rashawn Holmes great, and there's a lot of things that make him great. Everything that makes Rashawn Holmes great, like. When we start getting into the final stretch of the season and the Kings, you know, competing there for, you know, seven and eight, they're trying to stay out of that nine spot. They're competing for, you know, the first playoff spot in 13 years. They might have to pull Rashawn Holmes aside and say, bro, you got to chill a little bit because some of these goaltends, some of these turnovers, they could be, you, you, you've got to make sure, you got to make sure that energy doesn't come back to bite us in the butt in the wrong part of the season. Nothing to worry about now. It's more of something to chuckle at. I, certainly nothing like that has cost the Sacramento Kings a game this year. Uh, but I wonder if we get later in the season, you can pull Rashawn Holmes aside and say, bro, you got to pay with that same energy. Just try to be a smidge bit smarter, particularly when you're going up for some of those block shots. But Rashawn Holmes, man, he is a highlight every single, every single game 
he'll catch one that just looks like it's uncatchable and he'll throw it down when it looks like the basket is completely out of reach. He is an absolute blast to watch on the basketball court. And I'm trying to spend time talking about these players before we go to Luke Walton because, again, there's not really anything to talk about as it comes to this game. This game was an absolute blowout. This game was everything that it needed to be. The Kings outscored the Golden State Warriors 26-18 to to begin things. Got a little bit closer in the second, and then we mentioned things really opened up there uh, in the third quarter uh, as the Kings outscored them uh, again, uh, this time by 11. Uh, so despite the... Despite the blowout, uh, no Harry Giles action, no Dwayne Dedman action. And we knew when Marvin Bagley came back. By, by the way, I, I want to get back to that. I'm, I'm going to get back to that. I want to mention the score one more time. 100 to 79. Okay, 100 to 79. Kings are 12 and 14 right now. They're sitting in the 7th, 8th spot. Uh, they're, 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 they're sitting in the playoff picture is what I'm saying right now. You know that the Kings are the lowest scoring team in the NBA? They are dead last in scoring. How crazy is that? I've said before, I've, I've said earlier this year, and I'll, and I'll say it again, and I believe it's 100% true. This version of the Sacramento Kings is better than last year's. And I think this version at this point in the season even is better than the Sacramento Kings were last year. Now, I don't remember what the record was 26 games into the season, but I like this version better. Last year, about this time, they were near the top, if not the very top in terms of scoring, in terms of most points scored per game. Man, not this year. They are dead last, and they're dead last by a comfortable margin. Now, another note uh, that I had is that uh, in addition to where they're at there in terms of scoring, uh, them being the the, the, the lowest-scoring team, they're fourth, uh, they're fourth lowest in the league when it comes to points given up. Or excuse me, let me rephrase that. They're fourth lowest in the conference. They're fourth lowest in the Western Conference when it's uh, in terms of how many points they give up per game. Fourth lowest in the conference. In the Eastern Conference, they would be like 10th. And I think I'm on this. I think I'm on this stretch right now where I'm trying to dispel this conversation about the West being far superior. When you look at the numbers, the West is not superior than the East. And they said, well, the East is top heavy because you got Boston and Philly and Milwaukee. But once you get past that, like, that's really it. Like, yeah, the East is definitely top heavy. But once you get past four, five, six, yeah, all of those teams are still really good. Once you get past who? The Lakers and the Clippers? Like, who are you afraid of here? I mean, it, nobody's scared of Dallas now. So Dallas is going to look a whole lot different over the course of the next two weeks. With Luka Doncic out two weeks at best, Dallas is going to look a whole lot different. Houston, I mean, whatever. (laughs) You know how I feel about Houston, man. I'm not getting back into that again. But I don't even, like, the, 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 I don't even know that the, like, where do you, when you start to rank teams, like, when's the first West team come up? Because you got to start with Milwaukee, because Milwaukee has won, I believe, literally 1,000 games in a row. Okay, and then do you go to the Lakers after that? 
maybe back over to a Philadelphia or a Boston or a Toronto. And then at some point you work in the Clippers. But I, the point is the Eastern Conference is really good. The main point of this was it's amazing that the Sacramento Kings are where they are and they're the lowest scoring team in the league. It's amazing. I, I find that incredible. And, it, and it's more uh, compare and contrast. It's incredible because of where they were last year. But I'll take it. 11 and 12 in a very, very weakened Western Conference. I'll absolutely take it. And we know that the, uh, the flow doesn't stop. They're, you know, they're going to be off Monday and they're going to be right back at it Tuesday. They're going to be taking on the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. Of course, we'll have coverage of that for you as well. And the road trip will end with a back-to-back uh, Friday and a Saturday, Indiana and Memphis. So that's that's the trip coming up. The Pacers, Pacers got a really quality win against the Boston Celtics a couple of nights ago. Uh, before we look ahead, let's head over to Sacramento Kings head coach Luke Walton. Boris D'Angelo, um, I mean, it's always a team effort, but it was another, you know, all-star caliber player we stuck Corey on, and he kind of he, he, um, was all over the place defensively. I thought Buddy had a really nice game as far as trying to trying to play the efficient uh, all-around game that we want him playing. And they were double-teaming him off pretty much everything. And he was getting off the ball quick, uh, making, the, making the simple pass. And I thought that was great to see from him. I thought Marvin continues to look better. Uh, got in foul trouble, which was unfortunate, but uh, just more reps out there on the court for him. Uh, starting with positives, negatives, the, the turnovers are, I mean, that's... We can't uh, we can't expect to win uh, any more road games or home games. Really, we've turned the ball over that many times, so we got to clean that up. Where were you seeing them come from? I mean, anything stick out? Yeah, it just felt like we had a, we got a, again had a, an, an early lead, and we we got casual again. And in this league, you get casual, and teams are going to make you pay. So uh, I'll go back and watch the tape, but I, my guess is a lot of those turnovers were just us making uh, being being lazy with the ball or not going to attack the ball as the receiver. You know, it was it was odd in the sense that when you guys weren't turning it over, your offense looked really well. I mean, it's the highest number of assists you guys have had in some time. What did you like about when it was good? Well, I thought we were playing unselfish for the most part. We had a couple couple stretches where you know, I thought we kind of collapsed our spacing because guys wanted the ball. But for the most part, we talk about 48 minutes. For most of the 48 minutes, I thought guys were making the right pass, the extra pass. Uh, and it shows, you know, what kind of shooting we have uh, when we play that way. So... Uh, we shot 60, I think, from the floor ourselves, I think, 63 attempts at that. So uh, that's why, we one, we got to take care of the ball. Luke, after what happened against the Knicks, how much did you guys need to come out and really just, you know, finish a game like this? It was good for us. It was good. And, and you could hear the guys in the timeouts and in a halftime talking about it, staying locked in, staying focused. Um, so, you know, again, you always hear me talking about it, as long as we learn from our mistakes and our we learn lessons, um, we don't want to lose, but it's big picture. We'll take it as long, if we're getting better. And I thought tonight was a step forward. The second unit had a much better game again tonight, too. Is it something? It's just going to take time to gel because they've been thrown together and mix and match. Yeah, it's you know, it it, it builds. You start to get used to who you're playing with, and now that's changing a little bit, and it'll probably change again pretty soon. So, uh, you know, we we preach team. We we talk about the culture and, and not matting. Not it doesn't matter who starts. It, it, 
when we're on the court, we play uh, we play as one unit, and uh, it's easier said than done. But uh, I, again, I, I love the guys we have. I think they all have the right intentions, and it's just about continuing to work and grow together. You talked about Buddy being so efficient. Hey, Steph from Luke Walton there, uh, opening up obviously with his thoughts on Corey Joseph and and, and how great Corey Joseph has been on the defensive end and he's going to have his work cut out for him uh, as this road trip continues and mentioned, you know, Terry Rozier coming up here uh, talked about the quality win that the Pacers had against the Boston Celtics just a couple of nights ago and how they're really trying to fight their way uh, into the Eastern conference mix there of upper echelon teams. And then, you know, you, it is second night of a back-to-back. You've got the Memphis Grizzlies, little time to rest before the Houston Rockets uh, are back in town here at the golden one center on Monday, the 23rd. Uh, so, and then you talk, you talk about playoff conversations, Timberwolves, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Los Angeles Clippers. Those are the games, uh, following Christmas. Those are the games leading into and following Christmas. So, uh, the Kings took care of business tonight. It would have been great, uh, if they could have gone two for two against the two worst teams, uh, in the NBA. The fact is they didn't. All right. Stuff happens. No problem. We keep it moving. Uh, they bounced back very nicely uh, from that loss to the New York Knicks, and I was really concerned about if any of that was going to carry over here uh, into this game against the Golden State Warriors. Now, you heard Luke Walton say there, yeah, still a lot of concern. Uh, 29 turnovers is far, far too many, and I don't know that there's another team in the NBA that you're going to have 29 turnovers against, and you're going to be able to walk away with a victory. I don't know if there's another team in the league that you're going to have 29 turnovers against and be able to walk out with a 20-plus point victory. Uh, but the fact is, if you're the Sacramento Kings and if you're Luke Walton, you make no apologies for the type of wins that you got. Kings got the win. That's all that that matters. Uh, and now they'll stay on the road here as they head to Charlotte coming up on Tuesday. Of course, uh, we'll have post-game coverage of that game for you here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. Uh, my schedule has gotten pretty busy lately, man. I know none of you really care about that. What I'm getting at is I'm going to try to make some time to get guys like uh, the Hammer Her You Her You Heard there talking to Luke Walton, uh, James Ham. Try to get him back on the show. I got to make some time to get Aaron Bruski here back on the show. Uh, so we're going to start working in those podcasts in addition to our post game podcast. So if you're not yet a subscriber, make sure you become one. We're going to drop some extra episodes here uh, coming up in the next few days. Uh, so become a subscriber, uh, leave a rating, drop us a review if you've got an extra 60 to 90 seconds. But either way, just make sure you keep tuning in. Uh, if you want to recap of the NFL action from this weekend or you just want to hear sports outside of the realm of the Sacramento Kings, check out the podcast with Damian Barling. It's my daily sports talk show that is available here on this podcast platform in which you're listening to this show on. It is available on all podcast platforms as always appreciate you so much for tuning in make sure you check out the rest of the hoopball network if nothing else we will see you back here tuesday night following the kings and the hornets here on the sacramento kings podcast presented by hoopball and the hoopball podcast network